Hello, it's Coach Mark here. Before you get into this podcast, here's a quick update on what these are about. So if you're an NGO, if you're working for a nonprofit, or perhaps you'd like to work for a nonprofit or charity in the future, these podcasts are specifically designed to assist you. Also, if you want assistance, if you'd like help with anything regarding your nonprofit, regarding marketing, grant writing proposals, anything to do with your strategy then do get in touch with me the details are all down below in the show notes or you can just email me at hello at initial-impact.com spread the word far and wide to all of your colleagues within the nonprofit sector these podcasts are totally free of charge here to assist you and are introductions to the basics that you need to know as a nonprofit or somebody working within the sector furthermore if you're interested in getting your hands on my detailed masterclass then again details are down below in the show notes or you can message me at hello at initial-impact.com and I will be happy to give you information on how the masterclasses work and that's going to give you a whole wealth of training for a fantastic price that will be affordable for any NGO or non-profit out there or indeed if you're looking to get into the sector. So stay safe, enjoy the podcast, I'll see you soon. Take care. Hello and welcome to another podcast. It is Coach Mark in Manila here from ESLBusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. So this is your second part to the Grant Seeking Essentials. Um, this podcast is designed for you if you're working in the nonprofit sector or NGOs. Also, if you're interested in the vocab um, relating to this sector, so maybe you're not wanting to work in this area, but perhaps you need that. Um, you would like to be able to discuss matters such as charities, and organizations that do things for nonprofit. So you can now speak freely about it by listening to the sounds, the linking words, and the phrases that I use to describe the grant process. Today, we're going to continue from podcast number one. And if you haven't already listened to that, please do that first, because otherwise this might be a little bit disjointed. That's a great word, right? Disjointed simply means broken up. Okay, it doesn't make as much sense as it could do if you listen to it in sequence. So go find number one first, and then come back and listen to this one. All right, so the three phrases, uh, sorry, phases of the grant process. So there are three phases. So the first one is the pre-award phase. So this is where um, the grantors, so remember from podcast number one here, grantors are the people, okay, who um, are offering, offering the grants, okay? So they plan, announce, and promote their grant opportunities, and they support the nonprofits to ensure there's the right fit. They provide information to you if you're speaking to them, uh, or when you speak to them, because you have to speak to them, I'm afraid. And then they review and present the proposals that they receive from you. Nonprofits at this stage, you're really identifying your grant opportunities, as I mentioned in podcast number one, and establishing the relationships with the grantor or grantors. I would suggest that you form several. And you want to develop and submit your proposal. If you're struggling with how on earth you write that, because remember, the, the application process is very well, stringent. Uh, that's a lovely word. Stringent means strict, tight, and you know, you've got to make sure you are ticking all of the right boxes. There is a process to go through. If you don't know what that is, then you will want to check out my masterclass training on this. The links are down below in the show notes. Um, the, my masterclass podcasts on this are designed to be far more in-depth than this and will take you through everything you need to know step by step to do this for yourself or to ensure that you can train your staff to do that for you. So this is what you want to do. 
And you've got to ensure that your English, when you're writing this, because all the reports will need to be and the proposals will need to be in English, is top notch. That means 100%, right? It doesn't look good or sound good if you're submitting your proposal in broken English or grammatically incorrect or typos all over. Um, it's difficult because many nonprofits are operating from developing countries where perhaps your level of English has not been supported well enough particularly to work within this particular sector. And whilst it is understood that you're in a developing country, it is still expected, unfortunately, that there is a high bar for you to reach and jump over. Um, so if you are concerned about your writing prowess, that's a lovely word, prowess, P-R-O-W-E-S-S, -S, prowess, means your strength, your stamina, your ability, your pride in your writing, okay? Uh, have you got a big enough, okay, confidence? In yourself to write this if you haven't you may like to get some coaching from me to help you do that or perhaps even speak to me or other grant proposal writers available out there who can do this part for you okay but you do need to be able to communicate with whoever's doing your proposal writing to give them the information they need to write about your organization trust me from somebody who has done this before in the past it's a very lengthy process and it is a labor of love okay now the award phase is the second phase so this is where the grantors notify and announce the grant recipients that could hopefully be you and then negotiate the final grant agreement so these are the terms of why they're going to give you the money what do they expect to see is that going to be suitable for you and you negotiate and agree on the final deal then the post-award phase is the third part this is where the grantors review the financial or your narrative reports as to how you're doing, which comes back to podcast number one. You need to have a full accountability process already set in place. Accounts packages and reporting, the ability to pull off detailed reports and breakdowns to show the grantors how you have utilized the money and the impact it is having. They will also ask you follow-up questions and likely conduct site visits or audits to ensure that you are doing what you said you would do with the money that you have been granted. Nonprofits, well, your job here is to thank and obviously recognize the grantors all over. So it could be on your social media. It will obviously be letters and emails to them uh, to mention them in any marketing that you're doing and uh, press releases, maybe. Also, you need to submit those formal and informal reports and implement and track funding. OK, so again, if you don't have systems in place for that, all of this needs setting up. And again, that's something I can consult with you about to assist you so that you know how to put that in place before you apply. Because I know it's tempting and you probably urgently need this money. However, it's the first thing they're going to look into, okay, as part of your application. If you don't have these processes in place, you've just wasted a lot of time. So get it right first and put this into place first. Now, let's talk about the grant seeking cycle, okay? There are cyclical stages. That's a lovely word. If it's a cyclical stage, what is that, people? Cyclical stages are utilized. It means that we go through a cycle. It's like a circle, right? One step leads to the next, leads to the next, which then brings you full circle, we say, back to the top of the circle to start again. And <clears throat> these cyclical stages are used during the pre and post awards phases. Okay, so let's break that down for you now. What can you expect? Okay, so it's really important that we understand what you can expect. So if you think about it, nothing worth doing <laughs> is going to be easy or straightforward. This is true in life, and grant seeking certainly represents that as well. Um, you are really going to need a lot of commitment, planning, focus and follow through here. Okay, The pre-award and the post-award phases use this cyclical procedure. There are four distinct stages. Okay, 
Um, the degree to which you or your nonprofit you're working for understands and implements the stages can really impact how favorably you're viewed, whether your proposal is accepted or denied, and ultimately whether you're going to get the funding for your programs. So I cannot stress this or emphasize this enough. Do not mess this up. This stage is really important, okay? These cycle stages, the four stages, you have to get them right every stage. So the four stages, identifying the actual uh, way, okay, to access funding. Who are you going to approach, okay? Cultivating them, soliciting, so that's then applying and making applications and trying to lobby them for the attention and hopefully to apply, and then stewarding, okay? So actually stewarding. So they, let's talk about it. Let's break it all down for you so you can understand this. So the first stage in the grant seeking cycle, identification. So you need to conduct research to identify the grant opportunities matching your nonprofit mission, values and needs. And you have to determine the key contact within the grant giving program, okay, to contact, right? Okay, it's the whole point. You want to lobby them. You want to reach out to them, the program officer or another name. They will come by a variety of terms to find out who that person is. And then you want to do the next step, which is to understand the goals and funding priorities, okay? And if your nonprofit fits their priorities. So you want to understand from that grant awarding body or corporation, what are their goals and funding priorities, and if your nonprofit fits them. Then determine, okay, the grant process. So with them, so the contact that you've made, you want to say, hey, okay, how do I go about applying here? Is there an application? Is there a review? Is there a selection procedure? And what do we need to do at each of those stages to be sure you've got everything in the right order? Then you need to clarify your proposal and reporting requirements for them. So you need to check with them what they want to see in the proposal and any reporting requirements they also need to accompany all of this. And then creating that personal connection, okay, is vital. Actually, I would say that's more important than anything else, particularly because there's so many applications. So your nonprofit and you have to be viewed as more than just a proposal. Grantors will definitely find it easier to deny a proposal without this connection. So you've got to have connections. It's not just enough to just follow the process. So this is why it can be tricky. And part of what I do in the masterclasses, which again, if you need that information, follow the links down below to, to request that. Um, we take you through how to make those connections and indeed introduce you to some of the partners here via webinars and connections, okay? So a networking group is part of those masterclasses and it will really give you the inside track to some, not all, but some of the important ones that you might want to solicit, okay? Then the, solic the solicitation stage is this. So you want to gather all the required supporting documents they've told you they need. You need to write, review, edit, and submit that proposal. Here comes your English, okay? If your written English is poor, if you're not strong enough, consider outsourcing this or get yourself some additional training. Again, I could assist you with both of those or signpost you to other organizations who can do that for you. And then you want to prepare the program officer, okay, to present your proposal to the board. So this is really important. So you want to be saying to that person, your contact, the program officer, here's the proposal, okay, and this is how we would like you to discuss it with the board. These are the key points, okay? You've really got to almost like tell them how to do this for you. 
And then stewardship, that's taking care of it. Stewardship is just looking after something. So thank them, okay, for the grant when you receive it, okay? And let's hope to, dear goodness, you do. Follow through then with your post-award requirements. That's really important, right? If you want credibility, if they've granted you, do what you're going to do, okay? What you say you're going to do, make sure it happens. And then document the program progress. So make sure that you've got that accountability, the tracking, all of the audits, the financial figures, the impact. Remember this, it's got to have impact. Show them the impact it's having and then submit the required reports. If you do that successfully, you have, congratulations, made your first biggest success. And that means that you are now a credible. You've had one successful grant, you've gone through the whole process, you've shown that you did what you said you were going to do when you applied and got awarded the grant. Now that means that applying for grant number two, number three, number four becomes successively easier because you have already been backed by a grantor. So the first grant is the hardest one. That's where I come in because I absolutely can assist you to get that right. Mess it up. And the problem is, is that your organization then gets remembered for, no, I don't think they're really, they're not serious players. In fact, they're cowboys. Now, if we say someone's a cowboy, it means, oh, yeah, they, they don't really, they're kind of playing at it. And you don't want to be accused of playing at anything in life, not when it comes to this. It's really important because this industry, like many others, is so close knit. Everybody knows each other. So word could get around if you apply. And this is why it's really important. Again, I need to stress this one too. If you are applying and it's your first time and you're not sure of your skills, or whether you can do this, please, please do not bombard loads of grant applications out in that particular state. Because if you flood the market with this, the problem is, is that you quickly become well-known within the industry and sector, because as I said, everybody talks and says, oh yeah, they applied to us too. And they applied and they did the same mistake with us. Oh my goodness, then your name is kind of tarnished. Now to be tarnished is not good. Even if it's a bit unfair, People think, oh, well, if everybody in the industry is talking about them like that, there's got to be some truth to it somewhere and they probably then will avoid you. So we really don't want that. So the first application, if you're going to do this on your own and not have anybody with expertise to do this or check this for you, and you just want to try it, do one or two. Um, see the response in, and what you're getting back. If you get immediate like rebuttal or rebuttal basically means pushback. Uh, or questioning, or this isn't quite what we're looking for, this doesn't meet the proposal, stop and get help and advice. Do not just carry on and submit a similar thing to number three, four, and five, because it means you're doing something wrong. Do not mess this up, okay? So I really hope that is, is clear for you. Get help. Don't try to muddle through. Muddling through, okay? Muddling through is basically, yeah, just trying to get by and not seeking help because seeking help will really assist you, to be honest, and uh, it's invaluable, okay? So if we think about it, things that are true, okay, about all of this is that at the end of the day, getting the expertise is really important. You need to understand that grant seeking has its benefits and challenges, okay? Also, it's highly important for you that you understand that the help is available for you. Um, you don't have to do this on your own. So ensure that your nonprofit is ready for grant seeking. Remember what we said in podcast number one, do all of the steps that I listed there for you. Consider the available grant sources for you and make sure which one is the right fit for your organization and understand that grant seeking process cycle. 
You have to get all four parts put into place successfully. When you do that, congratulations, your chances of success immediately increase because, remember this, the point is, if you do that right, many others will fail. So that's going to make you stand out and increase your chances against everybody else who's not doing it correctly. And therefore, you're going to be more credible and more likely to stand some chance of obtaining some of that funding. OK, so I hope this has been helpful for you. Uh, if you would like to take part in the more in-depth Masterclass podcast, the links are down below. It is highly valuable for you. Seriously, I'm not just saying that. Um, it will assist you greatly. Also, if you found this helpful, please spread the podcast far and wide to your colleagues, anybody you know within the sector, any other nonprofits you might be working with who would like this training and guidance for their own employees or workers, okay? I'm happy to share this here for your charge. More in-depth stuff, obviously, is on my paid-for program, but again, that is still highly affordable because it is price-bearing in mind nonprofits, NGOs, and charities here. It's well worth the investment. Take care of yourself, keep going, and remember, if you want to appear on the show and speak about your nonprofit, your charity, your organization, details are in my show notes below. I'm happy to consider that. If you've got a good story, we can take it to the world here with all of our lovely listeners and just get you some extra visibility. Take care of yourself, see you soon. Thank you for listening to my podcast. And if you have enjoyed it, please feel free to sponsor a segment. If you're listening on Spotify, you can simply go to sponsor this podcast and you will be able to sponsor me for as little as just 99 cents a month, which is highly affordable and also gratefully appreciated. If you prefer to do something one-off, then you can just simply buy me a cup of coffee. Again, details are in the show notes below each program and you can click there and pay securely via Stripe. And again, this enables me to continue providing these podcasts totally free of charge for you all here so even if you can't afford high level coaching i'm sure that every now and again you might want to sponsor me to enable this podcast to keep running for as long as possible for you thank you in advance for everything you can do to help keep me keeping these going for you and of course you can just simply help me by spreading the word about the podcast Put me on your social media. Everywhere that you go, tweet about me, blog about me, whatever you'd like to do about me, as long as it's beneficial and it's polite, okay? I welcome all of that, but please just circulate the information far and wide. Our job here in the Coach Mark Manila family is to get this information into the hands of the people like you who really need this and deserve to get this at a really free price. Take care. I'll see you soon.